everyone, and welcome to another very different episode of Dick's Picks. This is episode 20, filling in for Michael, who's hopefully honeymooning and having a much better week than Dick's Picks did last week. This week, I think it's just me and Richard. Uh, Richard, how are you doing tonight? A little hoarse. Uh, high school basketball started yesterday, so my voice is not in shape, to say the least. So I'm going to try to power through this, I guess. I hey. As long as you were doing something productive, we, we had to do something after the week we had. I think it might have been the worst ever as a show. We, I'm, I'm going right into the recap, Richard, but I felt like we took a beat down last week. Um, tell me there was some, some silver lining to the lessons learned or something this week. It was, I mean, we had CLV on every single play we had. So that CLV, for people who don't know, is closing line value. So the, the game came out at 3 we ended up getting closing line value at, like, say, we had, like, a game at plus three started, and we get it at plus eight. Like, that's closing line value. So we had almost 60% on the day, and I still ended up with a rough, rough Saturday. Um, morning was dog shit as usual. Um, we had some tough breaks on the Florida game. You know, you have the game one, you miss a field goal, they go and win an OT. Um you know, Troy held out for us at least earlier in the week, which was nice. I don't know if I had that on the pod or not, but Texas A&M was a push. Um, you know, Clemson did hit for us, which was nice. Uh, FAU, man, they just shit their pants to say the least. Illinois had a heroic comeback, um, which was good. But beyond that, man, everything else I touched. ODU lost on a bomb at the end. Um, Nevada got crushed. Uh, New Mexico or Middle Tennessee State laid an egg. Marshall laid an egg. Iowa State couldn't score the ball, and they gave up, what, two defensive touchdowns. Um, so overall, and then USC obviously got destroyed. Kentucky was the one silver lining. But beyond that, it was a uh, brutal day. Thank God for Colorado and that team points unders because that's the only thing I've been getting me back to profitable on Saturdays. But other than that, it was rough. And that, folks, actually sounds nice. I, I would like to transition back to how much we miss Michael on the show because <laughs> – Honestly, I, I thought, hey, we can't do the technical part. We can still make the picks. It turns out we stink at the picks without you too, buddy. We need you back. Uh, you know, and to honestly get into that, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to week 10. We don't want to linger on it, folks. We are going to speed past it because of the whooping we took. Um, but I, I can't shy away from what was, and we have to kind of, like, honor that record. I will say, Simon says in week 10, Simon says you should have invested in crypto instead of listening to me. Oh, fine. It was a beatdown. I was I was 0-4, Richard, on the actual picks. I, I did save the day with Arkansas State, the pick I didn't even want to give. Big balls, I think that's 3-0 for me on big balls on the year. So that's kind of my saving grace. It wasn't my worst financial weekend in the year. I did cap it with that team total, Colorado, just like you talked about, kind of saved my night. But, man, I took a beating. Honestly, and it just felt like every game was just a bad beat. Everything, I mean, I can't get over how many games we had the right play, but it was like, you know, the Boise game. Uh, Boise was the right side. You give up a kick return touchdown with no time on the clock. You get into the red zone, you have a turnover. You throw an interception in the end zone. You can't miss a, make a field goal. It was just like every time you had it the right side, you just had a break. You know, FAU muffing a punt. Um it was just, it's, there were so many, you know, Kansas, again, defensive touchdowns. Um, 
Middle Tennessee State getting in the red zone five times. Can't score t- more than one touchdown. It was, and then they miss a field goal towards the end of the fourth or in the middle of the fourth quarter that would have pushed us. It was just rough break. Thank God college basketball is back. But these lines of, I I love so many games again this weekend. But I'm so just shy on wanting to take anything because I can't trust my gut because everything I'd like it just I catch a bad break. But it is what it is. So bounce back week. Like I said, Colorado's been saving us. You know, Dion making some stupid fucking moves saving us so um, Colorado did cover the spread but they did not um, hit the team points total which we absolutely hammered whenever the uh, OC change came out on Friday so I said there was one silver lining at the end it was the Colorado team total under Um, but even though he's not here you know with us I think he's here in spirit so I gotta throw Michael in on the absolute epic terrible week we had Um, I did make him give us his plays last week We've spared him from that this week. But even Michael, he went. I think he went one and six. He lost the first six. Fresno State, he was right in. Even when he was right, there was a couple games he was right on. He had Ole Miss, you know, but he had Ole Miss by seven with the alts. Um, even the leans that he was confident were. It was just a tough, tough week. I will clarify, he's not on the show this, this week. Homer Nick. I'm thinking I'm going to start calling him public Nick because the public is killing it. And guys like me doing research are getting killed. But Nick was 3-0 and again outside of big balls. He bet the Chiefs what he knows. And he bet the K-State Wildcats, which he knows, Richard. And he's winning. It, it's been a weird year. And Nick looks like a genius right now. You, you got any thoughts on that? <laughs> he's just he's betting blind. And he's hitting everything. So, I mean, sometimes it's just how it works. It's uh doesn't bode well for us guys who think that we do a little bit more work than the common person and apply ourselves to some areas that not a whole lot of people look at. And then you got guys like Nick, no offense to Nick, but he didn't even know where that Iowa game was being played, and he went 3-0 last week. So maybe sometimes it works that way, and maybe we need to change our philosophy a little bit. I do believe Nick is now 6-0. So, folks, we'll, we'll try to, like, if you ask in the comments for Nick's picks this week, because we wanted him on this call, and he's not here. So if you if you listen to the show, you like the show, ask for Nick's picks, and we will post them in the comment section once we get a request. Because Nick is now 6-0. He is riding the hottest heater ever, just betting what he knows. And that's Homer Nick. So, Nick, wish you would have joined us. But uh, I think I don't want to talk about Week 10 anymore, Richard. I want to move past that. And we, we have to roll into Week 11 and say, you know, it's always the bounce back week when you take a beat. I feel like we've been on a bounce back week since about week four, to be honest with you. <laughs> we just That's can't. That's fair. That's fair. We just but can't. I, I like to bring a little more positivity into this, man. Come on. Got, got feel good, look good, play good. <laughs> college basketball is back, and that is the best thing that's happened to us since college football season. For the viewers out there, I always do brag on Richard basketball because he is a basketball guy. We did get off to a great start on the opener, and I thank Richard for that. So, um, Definitely follow those that, that television folks. But I want to talk a little more football first, Richard. All right, go ahead. I am not a basketball guy. And uh, we need to talk about week 11. Um, typically, we have multiple guests to go through. But this week, man, you're, you're, it's your show. So I'm, I'm leading with Simon Says. And you can see whether the ridicule is out there. I'm hoping for an idiot button or two today because I'm a desperate man. <laughs> hunting for a meal right now so i i've got a lot of 50 50 balls on my radar um i feel like if i'm taking these 50 50 games i can't go over again so we're looking for improvement at this point 
And for whatever reason, maybe it's the spirit of Michael, the 11 o'clock slot, I like Nebraska. Um, they're getting plus two at home against Maryland. I think that defense is improved. I think they're playing better. They lost a close one last week. Maryland's been bad lately. I just like the home team getting a couple points here. Richard, what do you think? I mean, I don't mind that play at all. It's just, again, we need this game to be in the 20s. Um, you don't want it to get out of control because, again, Nebraska struggles to score the ball, but their defense is very good. Um, but they, you know, they manage the ball well. They don't turn it over. They play to their strengths, which is run the ball, hit the tight end, and uh, if they can just continue to do that, they'll be successful. But that's their, that's where they got to live is low and slow and take care of the ball. If they're able to do that, they'll be successful. So I don't mind that play at all. I need you to talk a little shit on Harbarger, or I'm never gonna win this bet. Tell me about bad stats, something. Just talk a little shit. I I need something, buddy. He's not. He's not a quarterback. He is. He's a. He's a. He's a. Let's say. He's a game manager. He's a. There we go. Think of the Baltimore Ravens when they won that Super Bowl with Dilfer. That is what he is. He is make a couple of passes. Don't turn the ball over. Let your defense win the game for you. Get short fields, and that's where he can thrive. So. I don't mind him. I don't mind the play, honestly. I was a little down on Nebraska, but again, after that Purdue game, I kind of watched how they were not putting him in any bad positions because he's made some blunder plays um, down the stretching games, i.e. that Illinois game. Um, so, again, they're managing him really well, and he's making better decisions. So I don't mind the play. Um, I will not be following you, sir, but I don't mind the play at all. All right. I don't know how to feel about that, but we're, we're moving on because we're, we're doing 50-50 balls. I expect a lot of that response out of you today. <laughs> so I'm, I'm moving into the 1 o'clock slot, Richard. I talked to you about this game. I've researched this game. I have the best player on the field that's created the best offense for me, deciding he wants to redshirt, no longer lose his year of eligibility. I don't think NC State to cover two against Wake Forest. I know the quarterback's out. You can tell the public about the Virginia quarterback that followed O.C., but I just think NC State's a better defense, a better football team, small amount of points, field goal cover. I'll take NC State, a play I've liked all week, over Wake Forest. What do you think about that? I mean, Wake Forest is not a good team, and NC State's defense is good. You would think that Armstrong would be at least a little bit better considering he was – really good two years ago under this OC, but he has been absolutely atrocious, and the offense improved tremendously whenever they put back in this redshirt, or this kid that was injured that's a freshman or a sophomore, I can't remember. But um, you think he's got to come back and bounce back in this game, but college football being college football, man, that game smells <laughs> smells really bad, and it's just like, it's a game that they have no business winning, but it's a game they'll end up winning because of some fluke play at the end of the game you know i.e that pittsburgh game i don't know if you remember that one but it's just it's a smelly game and i don't know why the line's so low but um i i don't know i don't know <laughs> i wish we had a stinky soundbite we need a stinky cheese soundbite whole thing stinks it smells smells bad it smells really bad That's what? dialogue it's stinky cheese again yeah, and smells. i love it richard I, I still like nc state they're the better football team they are two points. they are the better football team pick. they so, are so we're rolling we're rolling with that one at one so then we're going to 230 we're going to where game day should be what the sickos want richard it's what america needs the shiano man traveled to kinnick in iowa 
for the slobber knocker of the century with the lowest over under ever set. The history of football, lowest under ever. Over under. I will say right now, he's not on the show. Nick Hyerman is taking the under in this game, folks. I do not condone that. I do not endorse it. It's the same public service announcement of every week, but he's going to take the under. Oh, 100% he's on the under. I, I don't. 28 is so ridiculously low, and you've got to think Rutgers actually Rutgers actually has a pulse on offense. And I mean, I, I, I like am on this game, dude, because we have to talk this game. I like Rutgers, but I'm so glad we go with this because I'm betting Rutgers. I take Rutgers too. I don't. I was just so underwhelming, and they make everything so. It's just so hard to watch. I mean, I can't watch the games. I love defense, but you got to have a pulse offensively as well. You know what I mean? And they're just they struggle so much on the both ends of the, I mean, on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, Rutgers, they played well against Ohio State last year, like last week. They had several, they were in the green zone several times they had to settle for field goals. So, I mean, they can move the ball. It's just they can't be, they haven't been able to punch it in. Um, so I think, I don't know, you got a chance. You just got to, you need them to, you need a couple, you need a couple plays out of them that can maybe lead to a short field or, your special teams play, you know what I mean? If you can get a couple of those, I think you can definitely win this game because if you get up on Iowa, it's, it's not a recipe for them to stay stay in front or to catch up, excuse me. All right, so I actually did a little research, even though it's been biting me in the ass. It was beat up. They, they had three offensive linemen that may or may not play. We Everybody knows they're on their backup quarterback. They're, they're lacking offensive weapons. They're talking about the Deshaun kid, the uh, – the little CB that's projected first round of the kid that got the cutter robbed on the punt turn against Wisconsin. They're talking about giving him offensive snaps. Kirk Ferentz, I don't know if there's a shot at the end or not, but he's a kid can only play so many snaps. You know, he's valuable on special teams. He's valuable on defense. Where do you want him? There was, just, there was a lot of scrutiny on that Iowa team at 7-2, and they're really good defense when they're at home, and it's hard to pick against that. But I think Wimsat's just a little better quarterback and I think they're very stylistically similar. So I'll, I'll go. I think the Shiano man steals a game that I'm thoroughly going to love watching. I, this this is my this is my college game day. I'm going to love this game. Call it what it is. I'm going with the Shiano man. I like it. I mean, I'll probably tail it. I would like to get a, like a plus three. If you get a plus three in this game on either side, I think you're golden. <laughs> plus four would be That's magical. Also- Probably much better advice for anybody yeah. that actually listens. I mean, yeah. you could. I mean, that would be. Catch that line. Whoever gets up early, bet on the other team. You'll be all right. Exactly. I mean, if you can get plus three, plus three and a half, four, I think you're you're sitting in a pretty good spot. So. So bold pick, but I, I go on record, so I'm Rutgers. And then at six o'clock, yet again, I'm inspired by Nick Homer picks. So Nick is six and zero. Oh. And he is absolutely crushing me. And I am five games under 500 randomly why I'm picking five games this week because I really like to get back, you know, get it all back at once. Gambler mentality. Um, I don't have a lot of logic behind this one, Richard. I, I went home. I've seen the family this last weekend. I had some deer hunters up from the south, some Louisiana, some Georgia kids, two great guys. They might be listening to the show. Luke Branson, appreciate you. They're Georgia Southern. Alum. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I like Georgia Southern to cover two, playing at Marshall. It's lost five in a row. Got a lot of quit in that Marshall team. Like the run game. I got the backstory, the feel-good vibes. This might be the Simon Says Lock of the Week. I, I, I'm just feeling good about Georgia Southern. I mean, 
they're going to play straight offense. You know what I mean? It's 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 one team's strength against the other team's strength, which is Georgia Southern's offense against Marshall's defense, and that's going to be the story of the game: is who can who can control that side or what their best attribute is. You know, um, Georgia Southern her defense is not good, but Marshall's off. I'm gonna pick Fresno State, Nike uh. Bean. And that gritty team that just knows how to win. I know how hot San Jose is. I believe in that team. I wanted to ride San Jose all year. This is one of my teams. But I just think Fresno's gritty, and I, I think they find a way, and I like the value at plus one. I don't like that game at all. San Jose State might be my favorite play of the day. San Jose State's been playing a lot better as of late. And yes. Fresno State got out by the skin of their teeth the last three weeks, and Keen might be hurt. I don't know if you watched the game on Saturday, but <clears throat> he had to change knee braces like three different times because he just didn't look comfortable. And he took a couple more shots in that game too. And again, I don't think – I think it was Boise's bad play that led to more scores than anything else. And, I mean, the game's not as close as you think because they get like a 55-yard touchdown towards the end to score the game to win it all or to, to cap the end of the game. So – um, it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it's something's, <clears throat> something's off about this game, in my opinion. Um, I think the line is just begging you to take Fresno State. And, you know, if Keen was healthy, that'd be one thing, but I don't think he's healthy. He's not, he's not 100%. So for me, it's take the home team that's playing a little hotter. You know, their, their defense is always atrocious, but their quarterback, Cardera, Cordero, Cordera, something, whatever it is, starts with a C. Um, he can actually play a little bit, and their offense is pretty good. Their defense isn't hasn't been good, but I mean, I mean, you go to Hawaii and don't give up any points. So, that's pretty tough. Your logic, though, is take the home team, take this in a pick 'em game. You want me to take the four and five team versus the eight and one team that knows how to win? I know to get to eight and one, it's not easy. It takes grit. It takes toughness. It takes good teams to get to eight and one. You can't sleepwalk. I agree. I know what it looks like for all the reasons you just said it, but I've got a winner. They know how to win, and I think they can grind out a close game. If they're going to give me a pick. I'm you hear that? Why not a better football team. Did you hear that? You hear the dogs? They're barking. The dogs are barking in this game, sir. So you can take that as it's San Jose State. Then. Uh, come on. <laughs> is that is it San Jose or it's kind of confusing? The dogs are barking. So do you take the dog on the line, or do you take the team that's actually a bulldog as their mascot? Hey, look, it's all of the above in this option, buddy, because they are now a dog. And I'm going to take money line for everybody on there. It's going to be like 110 to 115, but I'm going to take the better odds. I, I'm just going to take the team that knows how to win here. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. This is absolutely going to be a public side. This will be the biggest public side of probably any of the late games, for sure. I mean, this screams the public's going to be all over this, and... I mean, looking at this game, if you just put <clears throat> these records up next to each other with just the records for the last four games, you would think that Fresno's five, six point do- or five or six-point favorites. How in the world do they get to a one? You know what I mean? It just it smells bad, and it's just, I don't know. In, the, in years past, this is easy. This is easy because it's low-hanging fruit, and you're going to win on the other side. But with the way the season's been going, I would not be surprised if it hits. I, I wouldn't. But again, I'm going to try to catch something live. That's what I'm saying, buddy. I'm mixing it up here. The definition is Sandy doing the same thing, expect different results. We're doing something different this week. Like I said, I I feel like every game I picked is a one to two point spread, right? Yeah. I'm I'm five below 500. I picked five games right there. 
I'm trying to ride the ship on 50-50 balls here and, and hoping that I've watched enough football this year that I've come out on the plus side. I just hate you know, that some of them. The fundamentals this week, Richard. I just hate that some of them are road dogs. I like give me a or road favorites. Like give me a home dog. You know what I mean? I respect that. That's what the big balls play for, buddy. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. <clears throat> so that was your last one, then, sir. That was it. All right. That, that, that is my get me back to five hundred. Salvage my pride from the whoop that I took last week. Which, if anybody listened to the show. Cryptocurrency is a terrible investment, and it was way better than Mike's pick. They were just flushing money. It was terrible. I apologize. It is what it is, so can't can't do much about it. All right, well, I guess that leads it to me then. Um, Friday night, I got one I really, really like. Give me Wyoming plus six, and give me Wyoming on the money line with a little bit of a sprinkle. Um, you don't know if he's been playing well, but they've been playing off the skin of their teeth. Give me the home. Give me the team with a better defense. Uh, they're going to slow this down, play methodical. Love Wyoming. I know they got blasted in their last game, but um, it's a team I always try to lean towards as you know, the teams that take care of the ball. And I think UNLV is kind of, they're not who they really are. I think they're a fugazi. Um, so that's something I'm leaning on for sure. Uh, you got thoughts on that one? I love it, which is probably not good for you. Um, it was probably the next play if I pulled another play. I, I really like Wyoming as well there. I think they're a better team that's played better competition. Yes. UNLV can score some points, and they're at home. So <clears throat> there's a little danger there. Um, but I do like that play. All right. Well, that's good. Um, next one. Um, I like. I think I like Penn State. Give me Penn State uh, plus five. I think... Penn State's defense is good. I think their offense is – they've learned something on that Ohio State game. You know, you could, they have to push the ball downfield. Um, I think Michigan could sleepwalk into this. they got a lot of outside noise going on. So Penn State plus five something I'll be interested in. Obviously, I'm going to watch this game live and try to get seven, seven and a half. And when I can get those, it'll make it very, very interesting for me. Oh, my goodness. What a turnover by Kent State. Good Lord. Um, I'm glad that you brought up the biggest game of the week. And I'm glad you brought it up in that way because if I could edit you, mobile you, I would. I am very much on the opposite side of this. I don't believe in playing these big primetime plays. I just enjoy watching them. Having said that, I think what Michigan has went through galvanizes the team. I think it makes it very much us against the rest of the world in that locker room. I think all the negative media attention, there's no way they're overlooking this game. It just keeps building the chip on the shoulder. I've seen a lot of analysts that I trust to. I've even got a close friend that's pretty shrewd with analytics and his picks and how he does things. They all like Michigan minus the four. I'm, I'm going to just say, Richard, I'm going to stay out of that one because I got interest on both sides, but yeah. I will not be playing it. But like I, I said, I, it's, I would do. it's more of a live play for me for sure, but I don't, I just, <clears throat> I think that line's begging you to take Michigan again. Um, you know, Penn State's got to show a pulse in this game. And like I said, you know, being at home, you can catch a fumble, you can get a, a special, you know, a special teams touchdown, something like that. They could be in that game. Um, whether I bet it or not remains to be seen, but that's just something I had earmarked, so we'll see. Um, game I do like, though, I really do like Kentucky. If you can get Kentucky, I think it's plus 12 right now. I think that's a really, really good play. You know, Bama coming off that super big win um, last week and just dominating, you know, c- preparing for that game for two weeks. 
you got to think that they're going to come out a little bit flatter, um, you know, and, and Kentucky being at home, Leary's been playing a lot better as of late, and that defense isn't terrible. So I think they could hang around in that game for sure if, um, you know, they play solid defense and don't give up any big plays over the top. I also agree with that. That's good sound logic and a good bet. I probably won't join. I think most of the show knows my love for this Bama team. I, I've pronounced it a lot this year. I still think they win the SEC. Um, I I like Bama too much to join you, but I actually 100% agree with the logic there. All right. Next one. Um, love this play a lot. Um, this might be... With San Jose State might be my favorite play of the day, and I know Michael would uh, condone it, and this is something that we've talked about on previous podcasts about another FCS matchup that we absolutely love, and that is Holy Cross going to Army. Um, Holy Cross's quarterback's been out. I don't know if he's going to play this week, though. I haven't really seen any reports on him. Uh, but Army is coming off probably the biggest win of their entire season um, in knocking off Air Force and playing absolutely great. Um I don't think this team is very good. I don't like the way they play, and I think Holy Cross is going to be jacked up for this game. You know, they kind of got hosed in that BC game with a weather delay, so this is a game they're going to have circled to try to win, and I think this line is probably going to come out about 8 or 9, and if it does, I'm all over Holy Cross money line and Holy Cross for um, the spread. So that's a game I really, really like. Richard, I need you to do one thing for me. Yeah. I need you to hit the Randy button. <laughs> Jesus, Randy, your balls. I know. Not only are you right on that and the spread of eight to nine points, that is the big ball play in a row that goes 4-0. I was also thinking of Michael on the homage and that Holy Cross team and how we needed to talk about this game. And I was going to save big balls till the end, but you're 100% right. Army off of that Air Force win is going to be riding high with a 3-6 team, and they're going to be a nice spread favorite here. I like Holy Cross outright. That is my big balls. Balls play of the week. Stay 4-0. All right. I, I don't disagree with that at all. And since you're doing your big balls play, I'll give you my big balls play. <clears throat> Taking Utah on the road at Washington. I think that Washington struggles with physical football teams. I think that their defense that allows points will allow Utah to be able to score something. Um, coming off a big win last week. Penix is still injured. Their top wide receiver is still not playing. Um, this is a game I have circled. I really like Utah and spread, and I really like Utah and money line, so I will be taking both of those in this game, and that will be my big balls play of the week. Beautiful and well-transitioned. I appreciate you. I, I, you threw me off picking the Holy Cross game that early, man. And it's 11 a.m. game. you got to take it. <clears throat> you got to take it when it's there. Um, so next one. Uh, this one, again, smells... Don't like it. I don't know why I have it circled. I don't know if I'll jump on it, but it is circled. Virginia Tech at BC. I don't know if you guys watched the game last week. We were on it and actually hit for us on Friday. But, man, all BC did was run the quarterback, run the quarterback, run the quarterback, run the quarterback against a Syracuse team who's not very good and has so many guys out. I am all over <coughs> Virginia Tech here. I think they can hang around. I think they can play well. I think they can actually make things difficult on this running back, running quarterback for Boston College, so I am all over this game. I like that Virginia Tech is playing better defense. I actually like that uh, Boston College quarterback run game. I feel like it's what Arkansas should do. Um, 
I don't know. It's an interesting game for me. I understand your play, though. Vatex looked great lately, honestly. So They have, and that, a quarterback for them has been really physical, really playing hard. So that's something I have circled. I don't know if I'll touch it, but that line smells. And so when something smells that bad, I definitely want to entertain looking at it a little bit deeper. Um, another game, hate it, but this was one of the few wins we had last week, which was Temple outright. Um, <clears throat> quarterback's back, Warner, and when Warner's back, I think this team is about 17 points better. Uh, than they are without him. So um, Temple at USF, it line opened at nine. It's already down to seven. So um, this is something I'll watch live, maybe try to catch double digits, which would be huge. So um, I'm entertaining, or I'm interested in this one for sure. So that's the other, last of my 11 a.m. games that I have circled again. All, all, all games that I like, I don't know whether I'll jump on them or not, but I have them circled at this point. That, that's a lot of action. I can't comment on all those other than that last one's a little sick, and you've trusted Temple a lot this year. But last yeah. week they did make me a loser, so power to you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you're on the wrong side of that one. That, yeah, the, the only Temple win of the year I would be on the wrong side of. That is my style right now. But we're, we're fixing that this week, so you continue with your picks there. All right, next one. Man, Arizona on the road um, at Colorado. Colorado has covered off laughs, drives all year long, um, covered at UCLA, or sorry, UCLA two weeks ago, and then covered again against Oregon State with late plays. I don't think they're going to get it here. I think this will probably be the biggest bet game of the day is them, plus 10 at home against Arizona. Arizona's pretty solid, man. Their defense is salty. So that's a game I want to watch, um, definitely take a part in, and I'm also going to be looking at the team points under. I haven't looked, but I'm assuming it's going to be somewhere in the 24 range. And if it is, I will hammer it again like I did last week because um, it's the only thing that's been saving me. And I'm hoping that this 1 o'clock games pan out and I'm able to roll some of this stuff in the afternoon plays. All right. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't love fading Colorado this week. I even considered Colorado as a big ball play. I, I elected not to do it because there was better value with the Holy Cross thing. This is probably the most controversial take I'm going to say this week. This might be the biggest trap game for Arizona. They just three consecutive ranked opponents. They got a road game here. They got two more ranked opponents. I think they got Utah next week. Then Arizona State in state rivalry right after that. It's their first week with a number on their chest. They're feeling good. I feel like most people still want to pound Colorado, but I feel like the media kind of went away on Colorado. I, I'm just worried that if you were ever going to catch Arizona sleeping, this is the game. I just don't know. I've watched Arizona play the last couple weeks, and I don't think this team is going. They're pretty well coached. And I don't, I mean, the thing is, if it was anybody else, I'd probably agree with you. But the fact that it's yeah. Colorado, everybody gets up for Colorado. I mean, everybody. Because I know. They know the publicity. They know how many people are going to be watching. They know all the talk that's going to happen. So, and again, I mean, Colorado's one thing they had going there for them was their offense. Their offense could put up some numbers. Granted, they couldn't. They couldn't run the ball or they couldn't um, protect the quarterback. But for the most part, their offense was able to do a pretty solid job of moving the ball downfield whenever they had a little bit of time. And then you change to this slow, methodical offense of trying to run between the tackles when your offensive line isn't very good. I know it kind of worked last week, but that was against an Oregon State team that does exactly the same thing. So for me, it's more of... I don't think they're going to be able to replicate that against this team. You know, Shador still threw it 40 times last week, but they tried to run the ball between the tackles way too many times, and it just didn't work out well for him, in my opinion. So, for me, 
I look at this game. All right. Arizona is going to play physical, want to win this game because, you know, they went out. They're going to be in a pretty good bowl game. I, I don't disagree in what should happen. And Arizona is a much better football team. I just think Colorado at home, without the hype that they were getting earlier, they have been kind of backdoor covering. You know, as much as I like to bury D on this show when I was talk shit, they, they haven't been quitting. I, I just, I don't know. There's a lot of points to go Arizona outright for sure for me. I agree. And like I said, I'll catch it live too, I'm sure, but... I just don't respect Dion. I don't respect the team. I don't respect anything that will come I know, but we don't bet with emotion. I know, I know, I know. That's true. But anyways, moving on. Uh, we already talked about Utah-Washington. Um, next game I like is Tennessee. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But Missouri coming off that really hard, physical, emotional game last week with Georgia. I don't know how much they're going to have in the tank. Like, I really don't. And so, for me, it's, I think, Tennessee coming off a bye the week are not coming off a bye. I think last week they didn't play very much. They, I think they had a cupcake, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, they had a cupcake in UConn, so starters got to rest a little bit. So for me, it's I think it's a pretty good line and something that you can watch. And as long as their run offense is going, which is what's been Tennessee's strength lately, I think they can dominate this game and um, pull this one out by probably more than two, to be honest with you. Tennessee's the more athletic team. I also like your thought process here. All right. Good to know. Good to know. All right, next one. Where am I at? Oh, next one. UCF plus three at home against Oklahoma State. Again, kind of the same thing. Oklahoma State coming off that big emotional win. UCF's good at home. Um, This line smells. Something's fishy about it. So I'm going to jump on UCF, the home team. I think Plumlee can put up some points. And this Oklahoma State team is not designed to come from behind. So I think that if they play well and play strong, they can get into this game and win. But they're, you know, again, at home. So for me, I'm going to watch it, see what happens. But I like UCF at home in this one. I never even looked at this game, to be honest with you. But I will acknowledge as a new Big 12 team, a little shout-out to UCF here. The bounce house is a legit tough environment to play in. They, they want that first old Big 12 team win. Oklahoma's a little reeling. No, Oak State, sorry, they're actually in the high. But I don't know. The bounce house is hard. I'll, I'll give you that. I, I never even looked at this game. But I, I do agree that Orlando's a tough place to play. You know, and again, Crivin, cross country. And they've been playing a lot of close games. And for me, it's <clears throat> Oklahoma State's been playing really, really well. But for the most part, man... They've been really fortunate with a lot of stuff lately, and so for me, it's I, I like I like UCF at home. I like this spot, so I respect it. I can respect that. All right, next one, uh, UAB on the road. Um, this team puts up a ton of points. They don't play any defense, but they put up a ton of points. Um, so for me, Navy. I've seen Navy too many times this year. They're not good. They aren't a good football team. Um, and I think UAB after off that big ass win of uh, big ass win against FAU last week. I think they can. Uh, pull this one out by more than two and a half so i'm definitely on this and i'm gonna um, watch this game live again and see what we can catch dude that that just felt wrong and dirty you saying it trent dilfer winning with offense not defense i'm yeah. pretty sure he's got a super bowl ring because he just didn't throw a pick he's like we don't need offense he throws the, i mean they just go and so again you know navy if they get down these guys can't come back like they just can't like they can't come back from a big deficit so 
for me, it's I think uh-huh. it's a good game to watch. I just had to get my dough for digging. Honestly, nothing wrong with that play. UAB's playing better ball. They're a better team than their record. They're pretty off that offensively talented. I, I think that could be a real good play. All right, Richard, so that, that pretty much covers week 11 and the winners. I, I feel like we're we're going to have to right the ship. It's been win one, lose one, win one, lose one. I feel like when you collect a good beat down like Avery Gamble, you have to chase and you got to push it forward and win, and that's going to be week 11. So if people want to follow us as we start this winning, how are they going to do it, bud? Uh, so we actually decided, I decided, rather, so with the start of college basketball starting tomorrow when we post this, if you reach out to the Instagram um, saying you heard it on the po- or on the podcast, we'll put you in the Telegram for the week for free. So um, all you got to do is just send a DM to the Instagram and we will put you in the Telegram and you follow the plays. Um, it's pretty straightforward. So yeah, just uh, if you listen to the pod and you want to get in the Telegram for free, that's one way to get it for a week for free. That's lovely. Just for the record, folks, that's the most I've ever felt like Billy Mays. Um, this is not an infomercial. I don't believe in, you know, a lot of stuff. I'm a slapstick that comes on here likes to talk sports. Um, in the past, Richard's had some winners. So hop on there, test it out, see what you want on the, see what you think on the free week. If you follow along, you make a little money, you can decide if you want to keep following or not. But it, it's been good for me, and I recommend giving it a try.